will you pray with me? God, we come before you and uh, we just uh, proclaim tonight, God, with our songs and with our, with our mouths, with our breath, with these words, God, that uh, not for a minute, Lord, do we believe that you have forgotten us, but we know that you've been faithful to us and that you're with us and that you are here tonight with us, that as we gather in the name of Jesus Christ, that you're with us tonight, God. And so I pray, God, that you would just take our hearts and take all of the stuff that we bring in here tonight, baggage, God, just like tiredness, stuff going on at home, stuff at school, whatever the situations may be in our lives that we bring into this place, God, that you would give us a moment of relief and rest and will you clear clear away, God, make make a way for us to hear from you and how good your word is and that you'd speak to us tonight from your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Y'all can have a seat right where you're at. We're going to get started here tonight. Uh, man, I'm so excited that we get to continue this series called We Believe. We're talking about the things that we believe that we hold on to as like a core, the core of what we value, the core of who we are. And depending on how young you are, if you're in middle school, you're very much still figuring out what you believe and what you hang on to as truth and what you hang on to as the core of who you are. And we hope that if you are about 17 or 18 years old in here, that because some of you in here are 17 and 18, that you would be further along in the journey of hanging on to what is core to your belief and what you value most in life. And we're on part two of this series called We Believe. The second window sticker that we have says, we believe that the gospel changes everything. And last week we started talking about that because we sincerely do believe that the gospel, the good news about Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross, death, and resurrection, it changes everything around us. Uh, last week, we said in week one that be- the gospel changes everything because we have been moved from death to life. Like we were not, ju- we weren't like trying to, we weren't bad trying to become good. We were dead and he made us alive. Those of us that know him were alive, alive in Christ. And here today, week two, we're going to talk about how we've been moved to freedom. I want to ask Josue to come up here really quick because I want to just tr- try to begin to put together some pieces of this. Hey, buddy, come on up here with me and stay on this side of me. Okay, Josue, I, I want to show you just a really uncomfortable position to be in. So just kind of bend over a little bit, and I'm going to do this right here a little more. A little, just like kind of bend at the waist, not your back, okay? And like this is like one of the worst positions you can be in right here. And a one that's even worse is like this. This one's called the rear naked choke. You go like this, okay? Then you take this hand. And you put it behind their head and you take your fingers right here and you clinch it right here on your on my little bicep and and you do this right. Are you okay? Can you still breathe? Okay, I'm sorry. I realized I was kind of squeezing there. And this person, and then what you do is so that this person right here, he's turning his head. Yeah, if he wanted to, he could go like this, right? And hit me on my head, so I let go, right? So what do I do? I do this right here and I tuck my chin. And Josue, go ahead and try to headbutt me from like you see, like he and he's a goner, okay? And if he decides, if he decides that he wants to like bend over and try to flip me over him like that way, then what I do is I just kind of like spread my legs a little bit. I lower my weight and then he's really a goner. Okay. And if I really apply pressure here, he's got about 30 seconds or so of struggling before he's a goner. And I would never do that to you because I love you. Okay. 
But you know what, Josue? I, I want to show everybody that because today's talk is about how Christ has set us free. Um, what I just did to you right there, what I, what I just did to him right there with that rear naked choke is this, is that for a moment, he was held captive by my incredibly super strength, okay? <laughs> I'm like being sarcastic, right? In case you don't know, somebody's like, some of you are like, wow, he's really strong. No, I'm not, okay? Don't let me fool you, seventh graders, okay? But the point is simply this, is that when we say that the gospel changes everything because we have been set free, and we gotta start talking about what have we been set free from? Because the reality is this, is what, what you can sit down, what I just did to Josue right there is, is what the Bible says we are all in that situation. Sin has us like that. And as much as you want to squirm and struggle and get away, you and I, without Jesus Christ, are not just dead, but we are also held captive to sin. And maybe you know what that feels like. Maybe you've had some sin in your life and you've kind of been like, man, I just can't get rid of this sin, this thing. And just, I can't stop. I don't know how to stop doing this sin that I, I hate it so much. And you're just kind of captive to it. See, but listen, this is the phrase that we want you to burn into your brain. The first one was Jesus is better. The second one here in this part two of this is that the gospel changes everything. And this week we want to say that the gospel changes everything because we are moved from we are moved to freedom, okay? So number one is this, is that Christ has set us free. That's how the gospel has changed everything. In Galatians 5, which is where we're at today, and it'll be on the screen if you need it, Galatians 5 verse 1 says this. It says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. That's pretty simple. Now, if this verse is true, then that means that we were not free at one time. Does that make sense? Yeah? You can't be free without first being enslaved to something. Something had you trapped, okay? It says, we have been set free because Christ has set us free. That's why the gospel changes everything. Because if you today, whether you're in seventh grade and you've been hanging, us, hanging with us for about six weeks now, you've made that transition, you're, you're in the youth now, and you're with us, or if you're 18 and you're on your last school, you're with us, a senior in high school. If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, then according to this, it says that you have been set free from something. And then it says, stand firm and don't submit again. Don't give yourself again to this yoke of slavery. Don't, don't get yourself tied up and connected back to the thing that you've been set free from which is slavery and slavery to sin. You've been moved to freedom. Now, listen, I want to clarify something here. And if you only get this tonight, I think it'd be amazing. We like to think that freedom means that we can do whatever we want to do. So we tell our parents things like, you don't give me any freedom. And what you mean is I want to do whatever I want to do. And we like to tell people around us that, and we like to tell that. But what I'd like to say is, what if freedom isn't really getting to do whatever you want to do? You see, Jesus didn't set people free to do whatever they wanted to do. 
Let me say that one more time, okay? If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're his disciple, his child, a child of God, you have not been set free to get to do whatever you want to do. And I think that that's sometimes our belief that I, I get to do whatever I wanna do and that's what freedom is. But what if freedom really is not about getting to do whatever you wanna do, but what you ought to do, what you were created to do? What if freedom was returning to what you were meant to do in life, to the reason why you were created? Jesus didn't set us free to do whatever we wanted. He set us free to do what, he cre what God created us to do. He moved us to freedom so that we could live for him. Now, I wanna show you this picture behind me. It's a picture of a, of, a, of a bird. And I love artwork because art and music and things like that, the arts, they make us kind of pause and think about the world around us. They make, about, make us think about things differently. Like we like stop the video games and distractions and all these things happening. It's so like, hey, look at that, that caught my attention. And I like this picture right here that somebody painted. It's got a bird and the bird is trapped inside a human rib cage. I was like, wow, that's really creative. I like that. I like this. It means something to me. Now, the, the words that you see around the artwork, the painting, they say this. It says, I know why the caged bird sings. Somebody's like, I'm going to tell you why the bird in the cage is always singing. It sings for me and for you. That's interesting. I know why the caged bird sings. It sings for me and it, for, for you. And I like it because it's symbolic of like this part of our lives. It's like symbolic, this bird of our hearts. And our hearts definitely, according to the Bible, are trapped. Our hearts have been trapped, enslaved to something, like caged by something. And we like to think that freedom is getting to do whatever you want. Some of you sincerely believe that being free, it means that you can do whatever you want and you can't wait till you turn 18 because when you turn 18, you're really gonna show your mom and dad what, that you can do whatever you wanna do and that you know more than them. Now, I'm not, I don't know if you know more than your mom and dad and I don't know if you should leave at the house that you're 18, but I do know that real freedom isn't just getting to do whatever you want to do. And here's why, if you want proof. Some of you are like, well, prove it to me. Well, watch this, listen. If real freedom is getting to do whatever you wanna do in life, then why is there so much pain and hurt in this world? Let me say that again, because for, for some of you are like, oh, I don't get it, okay. A lot of people like to do whatever they want to do. And there's a lot of pain that comes from it. There's a lot of hurt that comes from saying, I wanna do whatever I want to do to that person. I don't care if it hurts them. There's so much pain and hurt from what we think freedom is, but I don't really believe that that is real freedom. I think according to God, that freedom is the ability to obey God and to choose his will. If you say, what is real freedom? Freedom is being able to know God, to know his way, and to be able to live that out. Now we have a little problem. The problem is this, is that sin has this chokehold on us and we can't do that until Christ sets us, what am I gonna say? Anybody, anybody? Let me, let me back up again. We've been created to know God, to love God, to live for him, but we have a little problem 
And the problem is that sin has this chokehold on us and we can't do that until Christ sets us free. Okay, that was a little bit better. Let me say it one more time. We've been created to know God, to love him, to live for him. And that's where we find the most joy in life. But we have this little problem. There's this thing called sin that has a chokehold on us. And we can't do that until Christ sets us free. Thank you. Thank you. Because that's the truth. The second thing is this, is because we've been set free, we can now walk by the Spirit. Let's jump from verse 1. Let's go all the way down to verse 16. This is what it says. It says, I say, walk by the Spirit. I'm going to leave off the second half for just a minute. Now, do you remember when you were, let's jump to 18. It says this, but you are, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Walk by the Spirit, be led by the Spirit. That's how the gospel changes everything. The gospel changed everything because the chokehold of sin is broken. Christ has set us free. And now we can be led by the Spirit to all that God would have us do. Have you ever played follow the leader when you were a little kid? Yeah? I mean, it's like, everybody's like, follow. Maybe your mom is a teacher. And maybe you remember when you were in elementary school, you had this little thing called the line leader, right? So like everybody lines up when you're going to PE or to the cafeteria and school's so strict, right? They don't let you talk in the halls. And it's like, my God, man, it's strict. It's strict, right? Uh, my little girl was telling me the other day that the principal in her school, um, I won't say his name, but his name starts with a Mr. S. And, uh, and that, that, uh, that he was walking, he walks around the lunchtime and he says, the kids are eating lunch, right? They've been in class all day eating their lunch, right? Nah, I got to move on. Okay, but here we go. Um, I'm going to waste my time here. Off topic. And they're eating lunch. And she says that he walks around saying, stop talking, eat your food. Stop talking. And I said, does he really do that? Did anybody go to that school? Does he do that? Okay, well, let me just say this, okay? I, I, I'm sure he's a wonderful man. This is going to be on podcast. Oh, my goodness. He's going to find this. I don't care. He can call me. I, I, he can tell him where to find he said, he says, eat your lunch, eat your lunch. Hannah's looking at me like, oh man, we're in trouble. Okay, and I told Bethany, which you all know Bethany. My little girl is the extreme ultimate rule follower, right? And I'm like, baby, you've been quiet all day in class and he doesn't let you talk during lunchtime? No, he just says, eat your lunch, eat your lunch. And I'm like, do you want me to call him? I'm, you know, tomorrow morning, I'm going to get on the phone and I'm going to say, I know it's on podcast, so I'm not going to say my daughter's name. I'm going to call him and say, excuse me, sir, my name is Marcus Rodriguez and my daughter's name is, I'm not going to say it because it's on podcast later. And I just want you to know that I think that you should let the children talk during their lunchtime. That's their lunchtime. Let them talk. And you want me to do that? And she's like, no, dad, please don't do it. I am. I'm going to do that. Now, I don't I have no idea why I'm talking about this now, because you should definitely respect authority and your elders. So if they say stop talking, just stop talking. But anyway, okay. So we remember when you were a kid and you had like follow the leader kind of thing? Okay. You were like walking around. Oh, I remember now. Schools are so strict, right? Okay. So you can't talk. You just follow the leader. And that's kind of like just like whoever the leader is doesn't mean you actually want to follow them. Like my other little girl told me, the kid that misbehaves the most sometimes is the one that's the line leader because he gets to be right by the teacher while they're walking around the school, right? So it's like, I'm the leader. Everybody follow me. And everybody's like, all right, man, I'm only following you because the teacher's next to you, right? Okay, so that's life. That's life in elementary school, okay? And, and I don't know if they make you walk around like that in high school. Probably not. But anyway, my point is simply follow the leader. 
But, but listen to this. this. This verse right here says, be led by the Spirit. And when I think of the Spirit leading us in freedom, I think of it more like a train, like a locomotive. So this picture behind me is like a picture of a speeding train. This train that, and this train, as it goes down the track, as fast as it's going, it is like led, it is going with power, with speed, and with strength. It's not the follow the leader game. It's like if you follow this train and if you're connected to this train right here, you are going to go far. You're going to go fast. This train right here is all the power you need to get somewhere. Imagine trying to get somewhere by follow the leader of the kid in class versus getting somewhere by follow the train by being connected to the train. The train is powerful. It is blazing the trail. It's going to go where it needs to go and it's going to get you there fast with a lot of power. And I think so much that that is what it is like to be led by the Spirit. You've been set free in Christ from sin. Now, if you are led by the Spirit, it's like being connected to this train. And the train is the spirit, the spirit that lives inside of the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And if we're connected to the spirit, that spirit is going to give us the power that we need to do all that God wants us to do. The spirit of God gives us all the power we need to live for him. So we've been set free and then we've been given the power to live in the spirit if we're connected to the spirit and being led by the spirit. That's what the verse says, walk by the spirit. And then it says, be led by the spirit. So are you connected to the spirit that's powering with so much power where the spirit of God wants to take us? Are you just, is your walk with God more like follow the leader? Just kind of this aimless, like, uh, yeah, okay, I guess I'll do this. Or nah, I'd rather do my own thing on this one and just kind of go this way. Or is your walk with God like being connected to this powerful train and the Spirit of God is driving and giving you all you need to go that way? All right, last one and we're done. Number three, the gospel changes everything because the Bible says that we are no longer slaves to our flesh. Now, what is the flesh? The flesh is simple. It's, it's our old self before Jesus Christ. It's our old self before Christ got a hold of our hearts. The flesh is our old life without Jesus. And all of us have a flesh. Everybody in here has a flesh. And your flesh is who you are, who you were before Jesus Christ in your life. And the Bible says that there's this battle that goes on inside of us. Look at verse 17 of Galatians 5 with me. It'll be on the screen. It says, for the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you don't do what you want to. So watch this. The flesh wants what is against God's way. Listen to me. I, this, don't miss this, okay? If you're in seventh grade, you can understand this, right? This is, you can get this. You have a flesh. The flesh doesn't want what Jesus wants. The flesh does not want. It's opposed to God's way. And if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are being led by the spirit. And it says the spirit opposes what the flesh wants and the two are opposed to each other it's like this battle that's going on inside of us sometimes being led by the spirit or being led by our flesh and we have the old flesh still in us but we can be led by the spirit or live according to the flesh but the two i promise you this cannot coexist 
They oppose each other constantly. So it is, it is possible to be a Christian, I think, who is just totally just given into your flesh. You're like, man, I know God's way. I don't really care. I just want to do my thing. And you are living by the, your flesh. Or it's possible to be, be a Christian believer, a disciple of Jesus that says, man, I mess up. I struggle with sin, but I want to be led by the Spirit. Now check out, I want to show you this little video. Um, anybody like play with magnets when you're a little kid? My, my kids have like a lot of magnet games. And I want to show you this little video of these magnets because I think these magnets are a perfect example of what goes on inside of our hearts. It's this opposing thing that goes on. It's an opposition against each other. And as much as you move one magnet toward the other, as you move, you, you, some of you guys are like, I know what that is, the negative, the positive, and they oppose you. They just push each other. They, they go like, right? Okay, so that is a perfect example of the spirit being led by the spirit or being led by our flesh, but the two don't connect. The spirit, listen to this. You saw the video. The spirit of God will push out the flesh in our life and we will be more like Jesus or we will align our life to the flesh and we will feel so dead and dry inside, not being led by the spirit. All right, I gotta finish, my time is up. So if you want extra credit, um, I wanna show you this chart. It's how this chapter finishes out. If you're like, what does living by the flesh look like? Well, on the right side, at least my right, you see in uh, the end of this chapter, what life by the flesh looks like. And it's a big, nasty list. Like that is what life according to the flesh is like. Anything on that list right there is what we are capable of living in and rolling in, okay? But you see on the other side of that list is what it says life in the spirit, being led by the spirit. It's like, you're like, well, where did you get this list from? Okay, so just, just jump down and read 19, verse 19 of chapter five, Galatians five, to the very end. Your C group leaders can give you the text if you wanna write it down a little bit later. But this is what the two realities are. Life according to the spirit or life according to the flesh. Now, what do you do? Let me finish with this, with this verse right here. It says this, the end of the chapter, verse 24. Now, those who belong to Jesus Christ. Now, listen, I just want you to ask this question. Okay, is this verse describing you? Those who belong to Jesus. Okay, if that is you, you belong to Jesus. This is what it says. Those who belong to Jesus Christ, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And I love that because you know what it means? It means that Jesus' cross wasn't only Jesus' cross. You know who else's cross it was? Yours. Mine. Because just as Jesus died on the cross for my sins, my flesh also dies. And I can live by the Spirit. That's why the gospel changes everything. The gospel really does change everything. Let's pray. God, I wanna thank you for our time tonight. Um, Lord, I, I know you're moving in our hearts tonight and I wanna thank you, God, because uh, many of us in here, God, know what it is like to walk in freedom 
from sin and freedom from, from, from death. And we know you, God, there's a peace inside of us because we know you. Hey, students, I wanna ask you to just keep your head bowed and your eyes closed tonight and just, just take a minute to pray. Some of you have had crazy weeks and you just need a moment to talk to God. Our leaders are gonna be standing off to the sides. If you wanna go pray with a leader, I'm sure they'd love to just take your hand and just pray for you. Um, you can talk to them a little bit. They'll pray for you and just encourage you tonight. Last week, several of you all went to pray and just know that you can do that again tonight, that there's freedom here. You can move around. You don't have to worry about what people think about you, what your friends think about you. Um, but you can go just at any time, just go talk to them and they'll pray for you. But listen, here, here's the thing. Some of you in here may, um, may not know Jesus Christ. You, you are, you are, you don't have a relationship with Jesus. You are not his follower. And if tonight, for the first time, you hear us say, um, you, you hear this uh, call to be Jesus's follower, his disciple, to, to trust Jesus Christ with your life and put your faith, your belief, your faith in him, your trust in him for all things. Um, if that's you tonight, you've never done that, then I want you to, I want you to just be bold and just raise your hand and we're not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna like do anything, but we want you to know that if you've never given your life to Jesus Christ and you're, you're not his disciple, his follower, and you want to be, then you can, you can be that tonight. You can make that decision tonight. You, you have to be bold though and just raise your hand. I see your hand. You can put it down. One more response tonight. I want to invite you with your, just keep your eyes closed, your head bowed. I know it's a little awkward for some of you. Um, I want to ask you this. If you have been, uh, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you're, his, you're a follower, you're a disciple, but you have been lining up your life according to your flesh, not being led by the Spirit. And tonight you just want to say, Jesus, like, I, I want to be living by being led by the Spirit that's your response you just raise your hand and put it down you don't have to keep it up but you're saying i want to be led by the spirit i want to follow your leading god i see your hand 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 yes yes you have been set free so you can live in that freedom yes i see your hands good 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 all right i'm giving another minute just to pray and after that, we'll stand together and we'll finish out with a song.